Hey everybody, it's another Goblins Beat, Goblins Gaming, Goblins, Goblins, Goblins podcast. With Goblins. Uh, goblin Gobbler. Nobody's playing Goblins. There are no Goblins in this podcast, but... That goblins. we know of. We have had that switcheroo done on us in the past. Yeah. That's true. Where we can all be Goblins and have no idea based off previous games. Wait, did I make you guys Goblins or Kobolds? Kobolds. Oh, kobolds. kobolds, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Same difference, yeah, right? Similar things yeah. have happened. Hey, hey, don't say that to a don't say that to a cobalt. They will not be okay with it. <laughs> I mean, what's a cobalt other than like a fancy goblin anyway? So it's a kind of more of a lizard. It's like a half half dragon, half goblin. That's what I'm gonna say. Like I said, a fancy goblin. Speaking of which, uh, Fizzband's Treasury of Dragons did come out, and we do have that on roll twenty now. So uh, woo woo! You guys oh, want to it? Okay. Yeah, if you guys want to look at any of those feats, et cetera, et cetera, we'll, we will be using some of the things in that book in this campaign. I'm not going to say which ones, but, you know, they breathe fire. So. Oh, no. M- moving on. <laughs> Yay. We're going to die. Every zero-level adventurer's favorite thing is a dragon to fight. So we are playing Bannerman Hall, uh, and nobody knows what a Bannerman or a Hall is yet. But, you know, we're just getting started. Um, let's introduce the characters because some of them are, have different players and some of them have players that are different characters this time. Uh, we'll start uh, on my left, my far left is PJ. PJ, why don't you tell us about your character? Hello, everyone. Uh, I am playing a halfling character, uh, level one, so I don't really have a whole lot going for me. Level I mean, zero. Sorry. Level zero. Sorry. <laughs> look, look, say, then it won't be hard for your role play then. Yeah, I'm always trying to round up a little bit because I'm so short. You know, I'm overcompensating, so sorry. It's it's gonna. I'm glad we finally got you recorded saying that. Yeah, well, you're, you're welcome. Um, uh, hopefully, I can play him as a charismatic type character and see what kind of plays out. Maybe a bard, who knows? But uh, his name right now is James Bond ish, and he's like a spy wannabe. So he's double O three and a half. So. I love that. James Jones. <laughs> all right, and then uh, we're, we're just going to skip all the way to the right now and, and let Bogus do his character because he's taking a drink. Yes. I never, I never thought to actually say hello to everybody when I come on. I just start talking. Um, so I am playing Quentin, who is uh, the son of an uh, adventurer, uh, wizard, uh, that uh, was a part of this uh, pretty, uh, I guess, prestigious group or well-known group of adventurers, and uh, they just disappeared. And so he lives with his mother in this town, uh, is good friends with um, Corso Voss, and uh, is also uh, very distracted by his books and stuff, and kind of has a hard time like uh, talking with people, even though he has a charisma at 13. So he just kind of has that... Uh, that nerdy appeal that somehow people like, but no one understands why. Got it. Got it. And then we have a, a special treat for you. Uh, so we have this character, Corso, who was developed by our friend John. Uh, but then there was contracting issues. Uh, we had to let him go. Uh, we were recast that character with, with Jesse. Um, and then, and then the studio had second thoughts when they saw the the premiere episode. They fired. They liked Jesse a lot, but they thought he was just miscast. So they created a whole new character for him. 
and they actually were able to work out a, a new contract with John. And so John is back playing his original character that he developed. And Jesse Sounds like he playing, pulled uh, Daniel yeah. Jackson from Stargate SG-1, you know, kicked him off yeah. for a year, realized they needed him and brought him back. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So so Jesse's back with his new character, but he's not here tonight because we had we had a, a conflict a scheduling conflict. He needed really needed to see the Braves lose this sixth game of the World Series. And, uh, and that's why they're going to lose, because once again, he ditched us to watch baseball. And that's why they lost last time. Yeah, exactly. So so if so, this was recorded. So if we're right, that's amazing. And if we're wrong, well, you know, Braves won the World Series, whatever. So anyway, we'd like to welcome John back uh, playing the character that he developed. Uh, and he's promised us there's going to be some amount of less drinking with the character this time around. Welcome back, John. Welcome back. Thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I wasn't planning on uh, playing him as quite the lush, even though his family does create uh, uh, produce hard cider. Um, but I'm playing Corsovas. He wants to be a knight, and since he's a level zero character with really crappy constitution, he's he's hoping that he's just a late bloomer when it comes to puberty because he's only 15. So maybe hoping in like you know he, he fills out some. Plenty of time, yeah. Yeah. He's one of those guys who only did arm day at the gym. Uh, (laughs) He's got skinny legs, but he can't really do much. (laughs) I was thinking he only did, like, abs and nothing else. (laughs) Like, just for show and no real use. He could be. He could. did lots of hair flips. You know, know, I grew grew like two and a half inches and put on 30 pounds between the ages of 17 and 19. Yeah, so I do, I, do the same thing. Yeah, moved from six I, eight to six ten in that time. So yeah, it can happen. When did you go from six ten to seven foot? Oh, I haven't gotten seven foot yet. Liar! Everyone says I'm seven foot, but just because you crouch down when they try to measure you at the doctor's office, that doesn't change your actual height. Well, they did try to get me to do that when I applied for the military. <laughs> 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 if we can get you under six ten, you can be in. That's funny. That actually happened. Squeeze. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so uh, so yeah. Welcome back, John. Glad to have you. Um, Corso's liver is glad you're here as well. Of course. Uh, yeah. So <clears throat> when last week we left, the group was meeting with Siobra, <clears throat> I believe, the Druidus. Yeah. Uh, at the edge of town, uh, you had all kind of asked her if you could take part. So basically there's this this thing occurring that they're calling the Great Gamble. It's all of these all these adventurers from from all around the continent, from all around the country, have gathered together and they've come up with a plan to get rid of these shadow wells, which are causing that shadow plague area in the center of the continent. John, do you remember that from the background info? I, I do. Okay, great. So so the great gamble is going on right now, and as as the the town wise woman slash druidess, uh, one of her responsibilities she's taken on is to go out to the west of town every day and and check to see if that that shadow has fallen or not. And uh, every day she agrees to take two, three, four, somewhere in there, townsfolk with her if they want to come, if they want to come, and the group of you all asked to come, and she said you could come with her today. So you're all sort of meeting up there now. So um, it's Core, uh, Bondish, and uh, Quentin are out, out there. 
James, you thought your cousin was supposed to show up anytime now, but he's not, he's not here. You told him to meet you. Yeah, I, you I know. I, I, I tried talking to him to find out what was going on. I, I think he's got some like gambling problem or something. And he's, he, he had to flake us off for this like really stupid, like jousting tournament. And apparently the guy he likes has lost like 20 years in a row. So I don't get it, but yeah, he's kind of, kind of a douche. So I don't know. Got it. Well, he does claim to be a pirate. So they are strange folk. Yeah, they definitely are. Like they really all like right. bad eggs. So I don't get that. So we're going to do, uh, as you're all, all walking up here and, and talking to Seofer, we're going to do a, uh, Seofer asks how your, your uh, mother and grandfather are doing core, which causes you to have a flashback. Ooh. So we're going to have a flashback <laughs> get to earlier in the day. Um, doodly, doodly. Yeah, you're uh, you're uh, sitting around the table with your uh, your mom and your grandfather. Your dad is already out out working the fields, or or telling other people to work the fields. Probably, I guess that's what he does. Because uh, it's autumn time and it's time for apple picking, which is uh, oh, yeah. the first step in in smushing apples into cider. Right, is picking them. Heck yeah. Uh, your family, uh, probably the largest employer in in the little valley here, and uh, definitely the largest employer of halflings. Lots of halflings work on the. Work on doesn't the it make it? it doesn't hard. make a lot of sense because they can't reach. Yeah, <laughs> it actually works out great because your dad discovered he doesn't have to buy ladders. The halflings are incredible climbers. Exactly. So they can oh. just climb all nimbly, bimbly up those trees and drop the drop the apples into buckets. Um, yeah, so, well, that makes so sense. Actually, yeah, actually, the only thing better is is elves, but you cannot you cannot pay an elf enough to have them climb up a tree and pull pick apples for you. Yeah, I mean that's and one thing. Elves. For halflings, we do twice the work for half the pay. So I mean, you know, yeah, yeah, they pay the pay the halflings by the foot. Not no, by that's not about half the payload. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. They just have donkeys to carry the, the apples. At least they're not kinders. Oh God! You would never see yeah. those apples. Then, well, then you, yeah, you lose the apples and the silverware. Mm-hmm. Are you hungry for apples? <laughs> uh, so anyway, you're sitting around the table with your mom, your mom, and your your grandfather, Cor. All your characters here it is. Yeah. So your your mother's name is Kura. Is that the way you pronounce that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kura. All right, and she's sitting around. Uh, she says, "What are you doing today, Cor?" Uh, supposed to go check out the shadow wells with Siofra. Well, that doesn't sound safe at all. I thought I thought you were going to go help your father out with the with the apple orchards, oversee the the workers. Well, I mean, I could do that, or I could do something with my life, like I don't know, make a difference in the world. Your 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 mother starts to to bristle, and your uh, your your grandfather laughs. Ha <laughs> ha. Listen to him, Kura. He knows what he's talking about. He hangs out with those knights. He's going to be a knight and stab, you know. He hiccups a little bit because he's drinking cider. <laughs> stab monsters and be one of those adventurers. And Right, right, Kura. You're going to do all that good stuff. Right. I pick up a, a butter knife and twirl it around my finger and stab an apple. Ha ha. He's going to be as great as his great-great-grandfather, Kuled. Oh no, that was a that was a vast. I'm telling you, 
you know, I've told you a hundred times, Corey, he was the last, the last uh, one born in, in the hall before we had to flee. Well, uh, I hope I can live up to, to his, uh, his name. Uh, we're not going to live as long as him. He was a half-elf. They live longer than humans. He laughs a little bit to himself. Well, uh, I'm, I'm only 15, so I got my whole life stretched out in front of me. I'm going to do big things. That's the spirit. Uh, leave him alone, Kura. Let him, let him run out and, and uh, learn to stab things with a sword or something. Your grandfather is only like, we're going to say like, what, 5'1"? Something's kind of always been kind of round and pudgy. Maybe <laughs> half-halfling. He's, he's he's always he's always told you these great stories, but as you you hit teenage years, you realize he's not really that big of a guy. Your, your mom's taller than him. Your dad your dad is a tall tall and strong guy. You kind of you got your dad's you got your dad's build, but your uh, your mom's side of the family's ideas about you know adventuring and such probably very nice. You know what Sim just occurred to me? What's that? That's a, that's a wonderful thought. Would a half halfling actually be a quarterling? Okay. Well, well sure. it depends. It could be a three-quarterling. Oh yeah. All right. Um, uh, she she uh, rolls her eyes and says, "In any case, you're not you're not fooling around with those those light bringer idiots again, are you?" Well, I mean, sure. I mean, who else is going to trade me with a sword? They're the best fighters in town. She uh, she says, I, I know they're good fighters, but I, something about them just doesn't seem right to me. I just, I don't trust them. Uh, well, um, everyone knows that a, a knight has to have, uh, or if, if you start off as a squire, you got to have a knight above you to train you. And uh, there's not really anybody else in town. So I, I got to work with what I've got. She says, well, I mean, at least you're training with that Gualter fellow. He That's what she said. Some- I wouldn't mind if you uh, invited him over for dinner. Maybe he could change my mind. I'll be sure not to do that, Mom. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> well, all the young women in, in town are talking about go Walter this, go Walter that. He's the he's the junior knight, right? That that came with them. Um, I think so, um, but you know. I, I don't know what they're talking about. You know, he, he's always been fully clothed around me, so I, I can't uh, confirm any of the rumors. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, very well. At, at this point, there's actually a knock on the door. And uh, uh, let's see, who would come? Would it be Esto, Estovian or Nodgar that would come up come up and tell you who was at the door? Uh, it'd probably be Estovian. Okay. Estovian uh, comes in and says, excuse me, masters, but... Um, uh, Gualter the Heartbreaker is here to see Core, apparently training of some sort. Uh, I, I motioned to Mom, and I'm like, "Yeah, stay here." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I, I uh, pick up my apple and my my butter knife and make my way to the door. All right. Yeah. So Gualter is he is the junior knight, and he's his actual knight name is Gualter the Heartbreaker, which he is embarrassed by. But which uh, the senior knight and all the the squires and stuff that are there, they they get a real kick out of making sure everybody uses his full name all the time. Uh, he's a tall guy, blonde, uh, has a you know gives his hair back in a in a ponytail and actually has like a a braided part on the right hand side of it. <clears throat> uh, 
when you when you come out of the front, he says, "Oh, cord," and slaps you on the shoulder. Good to see uh, you. Thanks for picking me up, uh, but uh, I think I could have made it uh, my way to the camp myself. No, that's all right. Uh, actually, uh, Lord Roget wanted to wanted to come and uh, walk the apple orchards today and see what your family is all about. If that's all right, he points points behind him in the senior knight. The senior knight Roget the Merciful is his name. Is, is behind him, sitting on his horse. Uh, I uh, I just kind of wave and don't say anything. I I didn't expect to meet the senior knight today. Yeah, he's uh, in a lower voice. He says, "I've told him a little about you, and he he thinks you can make a a, a good member of the order." So, uh, really, this is just a chance for him to talk to you. Oh, oh, thanks, appreciate it. Sure. Uh, so I guess I, I make my way over to uh, Sir Rogent and uh, I say, "Well met, Sir Rogent. Welcome to uh, our our uh, humble estate. I'm ah, sure yours is much nicer." Uh, young Cor, I've heard much about you. And he reaches out his hand to shake yours and thoroughly crushes your hand with and with his grip as he as he shakes it. Um, all right, I do my <laughs> best not to flinch. <laughs> <laughs> He says, uh, "He says, oh, we brought a horse for you. We didn't want you to have to wait wait to to uh, saddle your own. If you don't, if you don't mind our our southern horses, they're they're a little more a little harder to handle than the ones up here. But uh, I'm sure you can manage it. Oh yeah, can you handle it? Uh, Nodgar, Nodgar's <laughs> trained me well, but uh, but we only have riding horses here. Uh, I've never read like a, a true uh, a true war horse." Oh yeah, this that's a Nodgar. PJ, wasn't that your uh, street name war? No, that was Horror Horse, my bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway. You, uh, do you have animal handling or anything like that? Um let's see here. You probably I, don't. I I don't because when I take my Cavalier subclass, I get it for free. So I didn't take it during character creation. What is animal handling based on? Just give me a just give me an animal handling role, even though you're. I think it's a wisdom. Right. It is. It's wisdom. Oh crap! <laughs> and eleven. All right. All right. You're able. To, you're able to to get on the horse and and not make a fool of yourself. You seem competent. If nothing else, uh, he kind of he kind of just uh, quietly nods. You, you see him nodding out of the corner of your eye, and they start. Uh, they say, "Lead the way, young court." Uh, Show us your estate here and your your orchards. Tell us about it. Okay, how does yeah, everything just, work? Uh well, basically, uh, we grow lots of apples and pears. Uh, mm-hmm. We we like to hire the short folk. They're really good at scampering up the trees. And uh, father says we have to buy fewer ladders like that. I guess it's a cost saving thing. Ah, oh, shrewd fellow. Yeah, actually, yeah, he's he's really good. He's been behind all the marketing. Maybe you've seen some of the, uh, the 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 billets downtown on the on the board about Vice Cider. He always um, has them draw the yes. the the the, uh, the bar winches with really big bosoms. I don't know why, but it seems to sell the cider. Yes, there's probably <laughs> something to that, but I don't get it either. It's probably just the breast campaign he could think of at the moment. I'm gonna mute. I'm gonna mute PJ for the next thirty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Give him anti-inspiration. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, 
Um, yeah, so you tell him, so I don't know if I've, I've given you enough information to even know this. There's So there's a uh, river that goes through town, right? A small river. Okay. And a lot of a lot of what you guys do is actually in the right before winter you ship a lot of your your cider east towards towards the sea and sell okay. a bunch of it a bunch of it there you have a lot of contracts we sell a bunch of it that way gotcha uh, so you basically pay a bunch of halflings to jump on a boat and t- carry the cider downstream and then they bring it back up the next next spring and then they help work in the in the orchards again uh, so you got like a traveling workforce basically like- that way. Gypsy halflings, pretty much, yeah, <clears throat> or pirates. A couple of them think, Whoa. think that they're pirates. Yeah, but, so, by pirates, so I mean when they swing their little cutlasses. That's right. It's really just cutlery, <laughs> but they call it. They say cutlass. They don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so yeah, uh, he says. Uh, uh, let's see. He says it's smart. Uh, you got to find some way to you use uh creatures such as that don't you agree and he's uh, speaking about the speaking of the halflings um well of course i mean we treat them well because they work hard um of course, of course you know but um but obviously you're not going to see us out working in the fields would <laughs> oh, be no. beneath yeah. our, it'd be beneath our station yes yeah, so i would be shocked obviously if i saw that it would not be not be uh, becoming of a young noble such as yourself, especially. Honestly, I've been telling father that uh, it, it's kind of unbecoming for him to balance his own books. Hmm. Well, but who would he trust to do it otherwise? It's true. There's probably a reason why he's such a good businessman. Mm-hmm. And it's not just the marketing. Um, I, I noticed uh, uh, you hang out quite a bit with a, a young half-human here in town. Uh, he lives with his elven mother. Oh, Quentin. Yes. Yeah, what? he's probably uh, actually following behind right there, being like, what? Uh, like, uh, what? <laughs> this is a flashback. You're not there, dude. I know. That's uh, a joke. Quint- Quentin's a good fellow, Poor but uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know that he's knight material, but he's certainly a useful guy. Hmm. Yes, you have to understand what different types of people are useful for. That's for certain. Uh, all right. Well, make me an insight check as you talk to this guy, and then, uh, and then we're gonna cut back to uh, Quentin picking his nose, looking at a book. All right. Oh, I only got a two. Inside of two. <laughs> you think this guy's just a great guy? He's, yeah. He's a great guy. <laughs> he's not inferring I, anything bad or negative at I'm, all. I'm obviously in awe of how awesome he is as a knight. I hope to be as awesome yeah. as he is someday. <laughs> He is he is pretty awe inspiring. You have seen him out on the practice field a couple of times, and even though he's an old dude can, to you because he's like probably almost forty, <gasps> be, yeah, he has just utterly and with with very with very little energy expended on his part, just beating the crap out of everybody else out there when the, when they're practicing. Uh, so he does know what he's doing. All right, well, I try to like sit up in my saddle and look taller than I am. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I want, the butt I want this, I want really this dude to be. Uh, I want this dude to be impressed, right? Yeah, you. Well, especially with your two inside, you're fairly certain he's impressed with you. Uh, he wouldn't be. <laughs> 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 All right, so uh, we cut back to uh, 
the three of you standing around while the druidess has disappeared. She has given you, she said, here, here's a sack with some stuff in it. If you want to take anything with you, you can. And uh, I believe I said there were four wands, two each of two different kinds of wand. Uh, uh, short bow and like a quarter staff and stuff and things like that there. Um, someone lent Core a short sword, though, as well, if he wants to use that. Yeah, I think that was Sir Gawain, or Gawalter. Georgius, the girls call him. Oh, oh, Jesus. And you wanted to mute me? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I did. <laughs> that was right. prime. Uh, so, so I've got my short sword. Um, should I use the short the sword, or, has a short or, sword? Uh, <laughs> or grab a quarter staff? Since that's it's what up. uh I was getting smacked in the face with earlier. Yeah, it's up to you I've guys. There's also staff. two of those stinging wands and two holly wands, I think. Uh I think one of each. One of each. And what do you <clears> want to do, PJ? What's uh I'll 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 stay with the quarter staff for now. Alright. Quarter staff for Because you. I don't think I have proficiencies in any like major sword weapon or you know melee weapons anyway yeah i think you all have proficiencies in basically nothing right now <laughs> yeah. pretty much okay all right you all do have an inspiration though that's what the little D coin is that you have there next to your names oh nice uh, so you can just drop those on the table for advantage or or a re-roll whenever you want it Okay, so Siofra pops back out. She's of indeterminate race, by the way. She's fairly muddy all the time. She's about four foot ten. Uh, she wears a lot, of, a lot of leather stuff. Uh, you're not sure if she's a human or a halfling or just like a small elf or what. You're also not sure how, how old she is. She's somewhere between 20 and 70, probably. But you're not 100%. <laughs> On, on if, if she's that, a small right? elf, does that make her a smelf? Smurf, maybe. No. She... <laughs> I think we're going to mute him. Yeah, no. I, I can't actually do that. You want me to do that? You asked me to join, remember? <laughs> remember that you asked me to be here. It, it gives me an off option to ban him. I wonder what that does. Let's try it. Let's it's not what happens. The alcohol meets desperation. <laughs> alcohol, yeah. All right. So... Yes. All right, you're well acquainted with that, aren't you, Brandon? Uh, I'm heck, I'm a product of that. <laughs> okay, wow, it's a, it's a quite the thing to admit. All right, <laughs> <laughs> the three of you uh, quickly find yourselves following along behind Siofra. She talks about this plant and that tree and this root and that rock and. Complains about people who don't even who died twenty years ago in town. So you're not sure why she's complaining about them because they've been gone forever. But anyway, she seems to just constantly speak. She, if she ever takes a breath, you've never heard it. But it's just like a constant stream of conversation coming from her. If you have something to say, she will just stop short at what she's saying and, and listen. If you're not watching this on Twitch, you should watch the next time PJ is here. If he continues what he's doing now, he combs his beard once every two and a half minutes. I've been timing it since we got on. <laughs> and he combs his beard. He's, he's feeling self-conscious because he's not as manly as some of the rest of us. 
<laughs> well, yeah, I, I'm working toward it. I mean, at least I got more than Brandon. I mean, he's got nothing, so. You knew. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, halflings, we do have, you know. You're not more important uh, just because you have hair. A complex, you know, we're, we're, we're short people. <laughs> um, the the episode the episode that's uh, getting released tomorrow, like on the on the podcast schedule, uh, uh, we give a for whatever reason, reason we randomly give Brandon a really hard time about this. Matt actually, Matt's talking about how every, it's a beard. The bearded guys podcast. Everybody's got beards, although for one of us, that's the only hair we have on our head. And you know, <laughs> yeah, uh, my fault. I'm the only one whose hair wants to run away from their face. Right. Yeah, right. Once again, inner monologue. Damn. Oh, those of you watching just saw the top of one of my kids' heads, too. Uh, all right. They're not made up. That's right. Not all of them, anyway. <laughs> uh, she, yeah, every once in a while, she actually, uh, she, she turns around and says, do you have any have any questions or concerns? Are you guys okay? Okay. And, she, and then she keeps talking. So if you have anything you want to ask her, you can. Also, if you just want to talk amongst yourselves, she's fine with that. Um. Uh, so are we, we're walking or do we have horses? Okay, so you are, we're you are walking. Yep. All right. So whenever uh, she's not looking, I look over at Quentin and I kind of make eyes at him, and I'm like, "What does that mean?" Shush. Are you the, are you one hundred percent literal? You don't know what this means. I mean, I only saw it from like underneath, and I knew what he was talking about. What is wrong? No, with that's you? Quentin. Seofar turns around and says. He means I never stopped talking. And then she goes back to talking. <laughs> Quentin's got innate wisdom. He's he's just that kind of like clueless guy. <laughs> uh, Corso kind of straightens up a little bit when he realizes that she uh, caught on to that. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, he decides not to be uh, rude in the future. <laughs> Fair enough. Right. It's not hard for her to notice, dude. You're freaking giant, and she's like my height. Like we saw that. <laughs> you did it above her head. <laughs> I'm only I'm only six two in this campaign. That's like short, right? I mean, you're six one, right? I hate That's you. true. I really hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, but at least you admitted I am over six feet tall. Thank you. Well, we finally did agree to at least give you a bit. Well, you gotta you gotta remember, John's a little bit drunk right now. He's probably exaggerating about a lot of things. I don't know what you're talking well, about. Well, he he does exaggerate, you know, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so so anybody that wants to can try to make a nature check or survival check to know where you're going. Yeah, shoot the first. What is that done on? What's that? What's that? Charisma or Dex? Uh, well, you, you can actually make the skill check on your sheet, even though you're not you're not uh, proficient in it. You're probably both wisdom. Eighteen on nature. Do I just do I hit and, the D twenty button? And nature's actually no. an intelligence check. That all right? No PJ. D five point five coming out. They need to change religion to wisdom and nature yep. as well. Wisdom. Yeah. All right. So, how do I do the roll, Danny? On here, do I hit with yep. the, the dice icon? Nope. You open your character sheet. Just click on oh. the skill. Yeah. And there's a skill 
There's one for nature and one for uh, survival. Okay, is this uh, under core? Let's under say, yes. it's skills. Yeah, on your core sheet. How do I know what I rolled? I don't see the where it, it says it on the sheet on the on the right hand side of roll twenty over here. It says you rolled a four for nature. Oh, let me. You see it there? Are you in the chat? Well, I have my character sheet up under D twenty. Yeah, so. but so the, on the main roll twenty page, you know, you can see the. Oh, there it is. Okay, tokens okay. and then chat. Yeah, that's where all the rolls show up. Is right there. Hey, by the way, PJ, since you haven't done a lot of roll twenty, uh, when you open up your character sheet and it comes up as a pop up, if you yeah. go up to the top where it has your name and double click on it, it minimizes it. There we go. Nice. Thank you. Yeah. That way you can leave it up all the time, but just out of your way. All right. So, um, Core and Quentin, you guys think you could probably find your way back to town if you had to? Hey, can uh, I use my uh, Lucky to re-roll that? Wait, that's only a natural one. Never mind. One. Yeah. James, you're not even thinking about getting back on your own because why in the crap would you do that? You got this exactly. Druid lady for. Yep. You have you have uh, firm evidence that she would save your life if necessary. Anyway, so you're not concerned about it. Sweet. Awesome. We have things have to stick together. So uh, you travel. So when you all met her, it was around five in the evening. Um, I haven't I haven't listed this, uh, but I'll put it on the thing. So there's seven days in a week in this world. Um, they're all mostly the original original names of the days of the week that we use. So it's Satur, it's uh, you know, it's Satyr's Day, like as a Satyr for Saturday. Sunday, Moon Day, Tears Day, Odin's Day, Thor's Day, Freya's Day. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Those are the days of the week. Anyway, it's Thor's Day today. Yeah, for those of you keeping track. Save the connection. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually where Thursday comes from. Is Thor's day? Yeah, <laughs> uh, but uh, the on, the only one that I that I fudged is is instead of Saturday, it's Seder's day for Seder. So where does Hump Day come from? Where does what? Where does Hump you don't day know? Come from? We're not telling you. Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Wednesday is from Woden's day, or uh, for Od is another name for Odin. Huh. That's, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Friday is Freya. You know that was uh, Thor's mom. And then, that was Frigga. Uh, well, it's, it's two different. It's different. It's like Woden and Odin. And it's then like Thor and Donar. And then uh, Tyr is God of War. Tyr's Day for Tuesday. Oh. <clears throat> All right. That was a, that was a huge tangent. Anyway, it's Thor's Day today. Uh, the the ancient the ancient peoples uh, of the of here just uh, you know those were the gods they worshipped, so they still use the days. It was about five in the afternoon when you left town. Uh, you've been walking for about an hour. It's autumn. It's starting to get dark. And uh, you, it's fairly hilly all around all around uh, Holbeck Hill, believe it or not. <clears throat> and you uh, come into a little gully area, and she says, All right, fellas, uh, you wait here. I'm going to climb up to the top of this ridge and see if, what I can see with the, the shadow. If it's gone, I'll, I'll help you come up, and you can see it. If it's not, we'll walk home. 
All right. Kor uh, pulls out his uh, short sword and says, do you need uh, protection? Uh, no, but uh, feel free to uh, handle that however you'd like while I'm while I'm gone. I'll be right back. Hey, be careful when you talk about him handling a short sword. I mean, you never know what might happen. All right, I tell her, okay, I will, and I reach over and I poke Quentin with just the tip of the sword. <laughs> just the tip. Who just like that? She seems to to have known exactly what she was saying. For anybody that could pass an insight, check keep the thing thing chiefed. An insight. Hold on, I, I totally want to try that. Yeah, <clears throat> I wrote an eight. You're not sure. You think maybe she she was making an inference of some sort. You're not sure. All right. So here you guys mm. find yourselves uh, standing at, at the bottom of this little ridge type area. Yeah, everything seems seems good. Seems fine. Did anybody bring snacks? Uh, Quinn always has snacks. Mostly jerky. Oh, yeah. I, snacks. I finished my apple on the way out here, so. I've got like my second second dinner going. I'm good. Oh, Cor, you uh, you say that, and then you realize in your little uh, pack that you carry around with you anywhere, uh, Nodgar or someone must have packed you a snack because you've got like uh, some finger sandwiches, some dried fruit, uh, a little flask with your fav- your favorite uh, honeyed cider in it, uh, all kinds of stuff was sitting in your pack. You didn't even know it. All right. Did your mom pack your lunch for you? No, it was a Stovion. He always takes care of me. Really? <laughs> it was Did one you of my take her your short sword too. No, Ooh. no, that was Nodgar. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Now I'm even more uncomfortable. <laughs> It's not the size of the, of the sword that matters, just where you put the tip. Oh, oh my goodness. That's even worse when you name your servant Knobguard. <laughs> I didn't name him. We hired him. He's been with the family for a long time. And yes, his name is unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. you, guys, you guys are having some good laughs. And uh, all of you make a perception check. You're sitting there. Uh-oh. Happily snacking on uh, course treats and such, even though you're making fun of it. All right, there's a 10 and a 7. And a... James continues to be happy about <laughs> everything that's going on around him. Right now, he lost his way and he's falling oh. apart. <laughs> At least I don't know where we are. In my flask. <laughs> yeah. Quentin, you see uh, something as you guys are laugh- laughing and joking around and pushing each other or whatever. Up here, up to the north, north and slightly west, you see some sort of movement in the shadows way up here. Can you see where I'm pinging? Mm, yeah, I'm trying to actually zoom out. Okay, some kind of a some kind of a shadow or something going on over there. Quentin, uh, as he's laughing at uh, course expense, uh, like takes it, sees it, and kind of like squints and. Closes his book and I like, just kind of take with one Quentin, hand. Quentin. Yeah, he's quitting. Uh, as he's looking at it, he's just kind of like taking his book and just trying to hit core and get his attention with it. 
All right. Okay, you can have the last finger sandwich. No. Uh, oh, thank you. What, what was I? Doing? <laughs> oh, yeah, the thing. Um, trying to munch on the sandwich. Are you are you speaking common? What what is this you're saying? The thing? What's the thing? Um, um, saw something over there. Something was moving. Um, not quite it's sure what it was. It's probably that crazy talky lady. Yeah, that's true. It's been really way too quiet. That's probably her. You know, who knows? Maybe she's hugging a tree or picking mushrooms. I don't know. Hey, can I have that other finger sandwich if you're not going to eat it? Sure. The Stovion can make me more later. <laughs> All right. What is Quentin uh, Quentin doing, by the way? He's eating the sandwich and then just kind of like slowly like taking, like just slowly like walking toward it. I'm not even sure what it is. It's just like. Where is he going? It? All right. Yeah. Go ahead and move yourself 10 or 15 feet that way. It's on the same, the bottom of the, the ravine here. I mean, he's only get up to this rock. He's just kind of lean on it, just kind of looking at it while eating like a bit more of a sandwich. Like, what is it? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and move your stuff up there. <clears throat> right, give me a. Uh, should should we follow him or what? Give him a what check? I'm Roll talking over. to you, Corey. Well, I was waiting to see what they do. Uh, okay. He usually finds something cool anyway. So well, I'm, I'm not going to sit here by myself, so yeah, let's go. All right. I think he's walking, he leans up against the, the rock. He's, he's going to start like, digging through his pack and trying to find his, like, his nature book that he brought with him. And it's just kind of flipping through pages, looking back up to where it was, looking back at the pages, being like, what is this? Um, Core pulls out the short sword again, and he's kind of holding it in front of himself. Did you stop like, playing with it, dude? He's like, hey, talky lady, if that's you, let us know before I stab you. Okay. Uh, when you say that, you know, you say it fairly loud to you. Definitely hear a noise, sort of like a snort or something behind this tree over here. You all see something moving, like like it's deep in the shadows, even. There shouldn't be that many shadows. I mean, I know you're in a ravine and the sun's starting to set. But you can see, like, the rocks around there. Like you can see this rock okay, you can see the tree okay, but right right in here the shadows seem extra extra deep. Uh, All right. Give me give me a perception check with with advantage, everybody that wants to, as you're looking over there. Mm-hmm. After that, I'm totally doing this. Finally, I'm not gonna have a negative modifier perception. I got a nineteen. I got a fourteen. It's amazing Wait. how many wisdom checks I'm doing well with when I have a negative one. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're on a crit. Which is only a nineteen for you. <laughs> yeah. All right, you. Uh, yeah, this is. You're. You don't know why you're having so much trouble seeing it. It's an elk. I mean, you guys know what an elk looks like. You've all eaten elk on feast days and stuff. It's a pretty big one, but it's like the. It's almost like sh- the shadows there are sticking to it. Not even like it's hiding in the shadows. And when it see, uh, sees you, it, it looks in your direction and, and shuffles towards you. And yeah, of course it's like that doesn't look right. He starts flipping his book a little farther, being like, "See if he can like identify." Is that an elk or a moose? Yeah, Yeah, it's an an elk. It's a milk. 
And when it, as it moves, Mel, oh. go ahead. Well, I just tell the others, uh, it's not the talkie lady. No it, shit. Yeah, we see that. I mean, it's an elk. It it steps out from behind the tree, and the shadows come with it. Uh, there's actually like shadows now that it's out from behind the tree. There's our shadows just kind of swirling around it and sticking to it, going in its ears and its eyes and its nose. It opens uh, its mouth nice. a little bit and and sort and kind of just kind of pours Opa out Yeager. almost like liquid. And it, uh, that's not supposed to happen. It's not supposed to do that. Yeah. Yeah, that's not supposed to happen either. I, it's not in my book. I don't. I don't know what. Um, guys, it's not in the book. And then, uh, okay, inexplicably, it. it lowers its head and, and uh, charges towards you guys. Everybody, roll initiative. Okay. Where do I just click the initiative word? Yeah, if you have your token selected and then click initiative, yep, that'll do it for you. There you go. Okay. All right. I got a 13. Uh, yeah, nice. So we got core is going to go first. Um, it starts to move towards you. You're out in front anyway, core. You're closest to it. It's got like this, these shadows seem to be swirling around it, uh, like out to 10 feet away from it, like coming close to your face as you're standing there. And it looks like it's definitely, it's lowering its antlers, preparing to try and charge you. What do you want to do? Um, <clears throat> I yell at the others. I'm like, I'm going to try to draw it away. And I'm going to run over here. One, two, three, four. So that's 20 feet. I'm going to hack at it with my short sword. All right. A 19 for seven. That's a great swing. As you as you uh, walk past it and around it right there, I need you to make a constitution save as these shadows try to like no. get into your mouth and through your ears and stuff as you're you're walking close to it. A four. Dude. Four. Don't let it get in your mouth. Constitution is not your forte. No, it is not. Uh, it was only it should have only been a DC ten, but uh, uh yeah, it wasn't. It was a little a little high for you with a four there. Hey, dude, you can use your inspiration. Uh, for a re-roll? Yeah, I probably should. All right, go for it. All right. Fourteen. Hey. Fourteen, okay. Yeah, they start to like, try to go up your nose and stuff, and you, you manage to like stop breathing for a second and get it to leave you alone. All right, and then you swing at the beast with your mighty short sword, and you hit it. You do seven points of damage. All that training you've been doing has really helped. Aha! All right, James, you see Core uh, step unharmed close to this thing and, and uh, stab the heart of the mighty beast with his sword. Seems pretty easy, if you're honest. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to move one, two, three. I want to move right next to Core if I can. Uh, uh, your speed is 25. I think you can get to like here. Okay. Almost next All to right. Core. I'll do that and I'll try to hit it with my quarter staff. So. 
Let me pull this up. And I click the weapon on the quarterstaff, is that right? Should be, yeah. To attack. Let's see, where is that? Okay. You got stuff. All right, do I do this? I've got two of them listed. Is it the one-handed or the two-handed? Depends on how you want to swing it. <laughs> That's what, uh, yeah. All right, um, I'll do the two-handed one. See what happens. A 10, ten. hit <clears throat> is going to hit it. You nice. crack it upside the noggin. Does uh, four damage to the elk. This elk uh, was coming at you guys, but rolled a three for initiative. So you know, it's uh, it's kind of slow. All right, so the elk looks uh, <laughs> it's bleeding profusely on its side, and now it's got what appears to be a cracked skull. So it's concussed. Things, things are going well for the elk. All right, Quentin, your friends are beating up this elk over here in the shadows so nobody can see them. Like, you guys are doing great. Keep it up. <laughs> you got a cornered. All right, hey, don't gonna... you have a staff? Or, I mean, a wand? You going to do anything? That's right. Okay. Um, okay, hold on. Let me see. If it's here somewhere. Um, he's tossing books out of his bag. And uh, here. They're on your belt. It's this. He also has books on his belt, probably. Um, uh, is it this one? The stinging wand. So let me. So yeah, the stinging wand. Only that works for those of you at home. Like a bug zapper at this point. It has a range of thirty feet. Uh, it has six charges, and as an action, you can expend one to fire. A stinging bolt. The bolt hits any target within range, which is 30 feet. It is not behind total cover. Once all the charges have been expended, the wand ceases to function. So he used one of the six charges and fired a stinging bolt, which did two points of force damage. And with that, the uh, he hits it right in the eye, and it collapses to the ground and, and shudders and wriggles, and the shadows seem to s- just seep into the ground around it at that point. Well, it's like, I killed it! I did but, it! But before that happens, I need James to make a constitution save. Oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Critical failure. Doesn't that count as a, my lucky reroll for natural one? It does count for one? that. Yes, it does. Okay, so. then I'm rerolling that. The nine. nine. So, so a failure. Uh, <sighs> But not a critical failure. Uh, as you as it dies, as the elk dies, you look over Cor and you see um, James's left eye is just completely black, and there's like some like black, almost like a tattoo or something like going along the edge of his face on the left hand side. Oh no! He caught the the hiv. I don't know what is this. It'd be like the black spot, right? <laughs> yeah. James, you yeah, everything seems kind of darker on the on the, out of your left eye, but other than that you seem you feel fine. Oh, okay. Just I'll I'll, I'll be like Popeye, just leave one eye open. <laughs> yeah. I mean you can still see out of it, but it's like you ever you ever do the thing where it's light and you, you like cover one eye for a while and turn the lights off and you can see out of the one eye better than the other one? You ever, you ever yeah. Remember? It's kinda like that. You can see really well out so of your the, right eye, but your left eye. Everything so this counts as a poison thing because of my. 
Or no? It is not poison. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just going to mark you with a condition here so I can remember. I there said to James, are, are you okay? Huh? Yeah, I, I it just, it's a little dark on just like one side of my face. It's weird. It's like, I gotta do this, camera one, you're fine, camera two, you're not so good. I don't, I don't know. Camera. It's weird. Where's, where's um, the talkie lady? Clinton's over there like, poking at it. You're poking him in the eye. <laughs> you, you step up over there and, and you turn and look and you see something terrible. Um, there's a creature. I mean, it looks like a man, but like all most of the flesh is left of his body. And he also has this shadowy aura swirling around him. Uh, he's, he's got no eyes in, in his face. Like his eyes are just gone. They're just eye, empty eye sockets. Um, so who sees this? All of us, or just Quentin? Yeah, right now, just, just Quentin. As you step up and you're looking at James, so you're looking okay. at James right here, and behind him, about twenty feet behind him, you see this man uh, standing there. The shadows are swirling around him, in and out of his physical body, the same way they they were the elk. Um, Quentin's just like, uh, 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 it just starts like slapping James, like, why are you hitting me for? It starts pointing, pointing behind him. Okay, I turn around. I'm like, yeah. Oh shit! You turn around and look, and you both see uh, two skeletal figures stepping out of the the shadows. Well, actually, carrying shadows with them, just like the other. And it's uh, Baba Yaga, Baba Yaga. <laughs> All right, one of them comes towards Core. All right, he steps uh, up next to you. And uh, as he does so, uh, he attacks with his own short sword, although this one appears to be rusty and not nearly as well-maintained as your own. And that's going to give you tetanus. That's just so unsanitary. And swings uh, swings a sword, but it's uh, it's... When it tries to swing, one of the bones gets like stuck on its arm, and it, it can't finish the swing, and so it just like stops about a foot and a half from you and looks down at its arm and just starts like biting at some tendons until they come loose and then it shakes its arm arm free. <laughs> uh, and, then, and then it's your turn, Cor. Yeah, I tell, the others, I tell the others, I'm like, retreat! There's two of them! Oh, this is definitely retreat. not in the book. Where are we going to go? It's We're surrounded by shadow. All right, uh, and then as I yell retreat, I try to hack at the uh, the shadow man. A 12 for 7. Are you going to try to buy them some time? Yeah. All right, your, your swing makes contact with it, but this creature at some point must have been an adventurer or a soldier or something. It's still got like, bits of armor all over its body, and your sword hits a shoulder pauldron and bounces off of it, rest, and bits of metal pop off, but the creature's body is unharmed. All right. Um, and I just kind of move down here uh, to kind of cover the others so that they can try and retreat. All right, James, you saw All right. the, the best, the most expert swordsman you know personally. 
uh, failed to hurt this thing with a sword. All right, I want to try to just go ahead and run away. Do I need to do like a stealth check or dexterity check or anything? Only if you want to hide. You can you can move and dash for that matter. So you can move fifty feet if you wanted to. Huh. We can just yeah, I think movement. I want to. I think I'd like to try to hide here if I can. All right, that'd be a stealth roll. So you'll move, and then your action will be to hide. Okay, so a twelve. Basically, the way that works is to to see you, they'd have to roll to look for you and roll higher than that, or roll that number or higher rather. Okay. All right. So James jumps into a bush. Then the other creature comes up, begins to shuffle. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. They begin to surround Cor, Quentin. Your best friend is being surrounded by skeletal monstrosities of doom. What will you do? This was actually hoping that Quentin can hold him still for just long enough for him to sketch him in the book. <laughs> um, this one is, no. This one's holding what appears to be a long sword <laughs> that, it, that got broken at some point, so we're just going to count it as a short sword. Uh, Quentin is like, hey, no, 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 it's not okay. Um, he tries to stab Core. What's your armor class, Core? 11. Oh, a 9. You managed to barely block it. You're having to like hold the sword up close to you, and you managed to barely slide it out of your way. All those, all those three days of training you've done are really starting to pay off. Aha! You're not hitting my face, <laughs> Quentin. What are you going to do? Oh, yep. Oh wait, Core. I need you to make a con save. What? No. That sounds terrible. Oh, <laughs> and I have no inspiration this time. Yeah. Uh, can I give him mine? No, no. Uh, you uh, where where you uh blocked that guy's that guy's sword? His his skeletal arm touched your right forearm, and you see it's kind of a black shadowy spot appear on your forearm. Curses! I have the plague. <laughs> Bring out your dead! Bring out your dead! <laughs> Quentin. Quentin is getting, getting mad, and uh, he's just like, you know, kind of like that um, that nerdy kind of rage. It's like, no, no, that, that's not that is not sporting. Not ganging up, on, no, that is not okay. And he gets over to here, and he's, as he's walking forward, he's like, hit, like doing this with the wand, and it's not <laughs> other than pointing. Oh, it's kind of all it's accomplishing, and he's like, oh, and then activates it and uh, tries to shoot that uh, the one north of him. All right. All right. You zap <laughs> it. Four, I got a two and a one so far. Yeah, you zap it for one point of force damage. It hits it. A uh, small part of a, a rib busts off and goes flying. And I need you to make a constitution save. Oh. Well, that sucks. That's get... right. We don't even have, uh, we don't even have uh, proficiency in saving throws yet. Uh-oh. We get close. Oh, you feel... As you're as you're yelling, you, uh, some of the shadow goes into your mouth, and you can't you can't your lips are tingly, and it's hard to talk for a second. Core, you see like his mouth and his tongue turn black. It came in your mouth, dude. It's so it's gross. Just, 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 I had touched my tongue. Oh no, Quentin! <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! 
Sorry, Rocky reference. Well, my tongue doesn't work. Yeah, that was bad. All right. New round. Um, Of a sudden, you hear a constant stream of chatter coming closer to you. It's talkie lady! I say to encourage the others. (laughs) It's talkie lady. Oops. And let's see. She actually uh, bursts up in there. See if I can find her real quick. Yeah, you see her. So she runs down down through here, and as she gets close to you, Core, she uh, screams, and which turns into a roar. And she changes into an enormous bear. Whoa! And attempts to attack this thing. Oh, that is one hairy woman, I say, poking out my head out of the bush. <laughs> and James probably likes that. She, uh, she bites it and just like, uh, bites and, and shakes her uh, her head and does 10 points of damage to this thing. And then uh, spits it back out and tries to swipe it with a claw. Oh! Yeah, and she just like smacks it to bits against a rock at that point. <laughs> Alright. And she makes a con save and succeeds. Okay. Um, unfortunately, the one she killed is not the one that goes before you, Core. So no. it, it swings at you anyways. Um, let's see. No, it turns it turns and shuffles over and tries to attack her. Uh, perceiving her to be a, a bigger threat. And actually does two points of damage to her. Which doesn't Don't poke the bear. Don't yeah, poke the bear. Do anything but make her more angry. Alright, Core. Uh, you've got a, right. an enormous bear on your side now, apparently. Yeah, seeing that uh, she's distracted, or it's distracted, I scoot over and I try to stab this thing from behind. Oh, that's a plus two to hit. All right. I may be on your character sheet already. So we're doing flanking as a plus two to hit. A 16. Two damage. All right, yeah, you hit it. It's a palpable hit. I need you to make another con save. Oh no! Mm, Six. You failed, <laughs> you failed again. You're starting to feel kind of gross. You have, you now have one level of exhaustion. Oh no! You're used to feeling gross, aren't you, though, Core? What are you talking about? I take baths every week, just like the doctor recommends. I mean, that's better than societal norm, I guess. All right, James. <laughs> Hiding in your right, bush, you, said you, I... the, you, you saw the druidess appear and turn into a bear, apparently? Is that a thing? I guess now, it's a thing. And now Core and the bear are fighting sexy, skeletons. If you ask me. There you go. You lock them for now, I can move, what, five squares? Is that right? Or That's six? Right. Yeah, five. Because you have a speed of 25. All right, so then can I use my halfling nimbleness to kind of get here, attack him from behind as well? Where is here? 
to where the skeleton is because I can occupy the same space as a creature that is one size above me. Uh, but like, like, like here. Yeah. Yep. You, you can go and stand there with the bear if you feel comfortable with that. Okay. All right, and then I'll attack it. Do I get the flanking as well? You do. From there, you will get flanking. Yep. All right. So I just check that box before I hit my quarter staff. You do. Yeah. Yep. And they'll add plus two to your attack. All right. That makes your attack a nine, but that's not quite enough to hit. It uh, it's facing that direction, and so it manages to block your attack with its with its own sword. Dang. Because you know it's undead. Quinton. Um, Quentin is like smacking himself in the face to try to get his work, and he's like, oh, um, the thing, and then tries to zap it again with a wand. Dude, these wands are really not... Did you get these at, like, Walmart or something? <laughs> are these, like, hey, second-hand wands? It's an automatic, it's an automatic hit, though. Or it's just a D4. At least that's wonderful. He's he has rolled a two, a one, and a two on a D four though. It's pretty, yeah. pretty rough. Or John left because <laughs> of uh, of that last pun there, Ben. <laughs> he just like, I didn't leave. leave. It's just potty break time. Uh, okay, I just assumed you thought it was so bad that you just couldn't take it anymore. You left. All right, um, that was Quentin. And now it's the bear's turn. The bear, the bear kind of like cocks its head sideways at the uh, at the skeleton and just tries to crush it with one paw. Let's see how well she does. She has a plus two to attack. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and she does. She just grabs its skull and crushes it against the ground into, into dust. <laughs> dies. Um, and then uh, she turns back uh, immediately back into uh, herself and uh, dusts off her hands and says, wasn't that exciting? You yeah, all, really. You all look terrible. and uh, You all get yourselves in the places that, that have been infected. There's like shadows swirling around those parts of your bodies. So uh, for you, James, there's like shadows just swirling around around your face. Quentin's mouth is like pouring out of them. Yeah. She gives each of you a berry and says, here, eat this. Let's see if that helps. Uh, berry, you you just gave me a bear e, is that right? It's not a berry, a berry. Is this gonna make me bear? All right, I want to. I'm gonna eat the berry. Well, you're already unbearable. <laughs> the three of you are unbearable. I can't believe I agreed to bring you along. <laughs> That's saying a lot, considering you're no longer a bear, which means you're literally the only unbearable one here. Well, no, we're all unbearable. You're, you're all unbearable. <laughs> Eat your berry. I gave you my berry seductively. Seductively. All right. Well, you drop yours. You drop yours out of your mouth on accident, then. And, uh, Dang it! Don't manage to eat it. I pick it up and blow it off. Five seconds. Hey, Core sits down on the ground, like uh, cross-legged, because he's feeling really tired, <laughs> and he just slowly puts the berry in his mouth and starts chewing it. <laughs> All right. As soon as, uh, as soon as you start chewing the berry, the uh, the uh, darkness spot on your arm dis- dissipates and goes away. Yeah. Yes. Hey, I can see again. Look at that. Ooh. Quinn's like crap. 
I didn't get to fully sketch that before I went away. <laughs> all right, Quentin's uh, the shadows all around Quentin's mouth and his, his black lips turn back to normal as well as he's eating his berry. Does that mean we have to listen to him talk again, or can can he just not talk for a while? That'd be nice. That's a that's a discussion for the three of you. Um, <laughs> Wait, he's you, not paying uh, attention anyway, Cor. <clears throat> so what do you think? <laughs> what? What? Um, hmm. I look over at Quentin. I'm like, for the record, I loosened the lid on that elk. <laughs> <laughs> Quentin like leans into him. It's like. I missed all that. Yeah, it cut out. As like Quentin yeah, lived, yeah. leans over and goes, was that supposed to be an innuendo? No. 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 It wasn't. no. <laughs> no. Oh. Well, we, really gotta, we really got to work on your flirting skills. Quentin yeah, like, looks at them sheepishly and opens a book and looks like he's taking a note. And then kind of closes <laughs> yeah. it. Write that down so you remember not to <laughs> say that again. Note Sierra. to self. <laughs> Sierra says, it's remarkable that the three of you aren't dead. I know, right? I mean, I am lucky as a halfling, so it's, you know, it works out. Oh, I no. didn't say it was lucky. Just remarkable. Yeah. <laughs> didn't make us lucky. Corso gets up, dusts himself off, and he says, well, I am a vass after a while. After all. Uh, maybe How much vast... cider have you been drinking, by the way? <laughs> she says, maybe a vast difference. Actually, oh! I, was, I, I literally was thinking about making that joke. <laughs> <laughs> so does that make him just a nut, then? <laughs> I have no idea what she's talking about. No, yeah, you got no on my medicine check. Yeah. She says, well, uh, follow me, fellas. We have no time to lose, and I mean that in the literal sense. She starts walking, and she starts explaining what's going on to you guys as she's walking away, not checking to see if you're following her. Yeah, well, we better um, get after her. So, but yeah, but in case I'm you're, I don't want her to turn into another bear. Yeah, in case you're trying to decide whether or not to follow her, you hear you hear the moans of more skeletons and uh, shuffling up behind you from from further to the north. Yeah, I look over at Quentin. I'm like, yeah. let's get out of here, dude. All right, Quentin, close the what? book and come with us quickly now. What? 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 What is this society? <sighs> Those Hello, are the like, stay here starts picking up the other books as he's like trying to step in their direction at the same time. Right. And she says, well, th- there's exciting news. The exciting news is that the great gamble seems to have worked. The shadow wells seem to have been destroyed. The bad news is that apparently uh, it's caused all of the creatures of shadow that were, that were in there to go crazy because they're all scattering out from the, the Midlands and there's hordes, and I mean hordes, of creatures covered in shadow heading our way. And apparently, they can infect others with that shadow. Thankfully, my uh, druidic magic was able to uh, uninfect you fellows. So that's good to know. But uh, anyone who doesn't, doesn't have that uh, particular ability to get healed may turn into one of the shadow creatures themselves. Uh, did, you see, did you see anything besides the skeletons? Well, there was there was an elk. Quentin. We took him down. Quentin, why did you why did you attack an elk? Um, he was infected. It was better to put him out of his misery. No, oh, the elk was covered in shadow. 
Yes. Are you talking about the one I killed? Yes. I mean, the, it looks the, at the druid being like, oh, wait. The, uh, the, the, one, the, that, one, um, the one I protected you from, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, hmm. That means uh, they may increase their numbers even more if they can uh, infect woodland creatures as well. I was thinking just humanoids. It's very disturbing. Uh, we we need to warn the town. We may need to we may need to evacuate Holbeck Hill altogether. If it's bad enough, um, uh, Cal, do you th- Cor, do you think you could you could uh, try and uh, attract the attention of the Lightbringers and see if they can help us get the town organized? Uh, yeah, I'll reach out to them, and I'm going to let uh, my father know to uh, set some guards around the perimeter of the estate too. Very well. I, I would also uh, tell your family to be prepared to evacuate if necessary. If there are as many as it appeared that we have no chance of holding the town. It looks like hundreds may be heading towards our, our small village. And if if the creatures infect our own townsfolk and turn them against us, we, we will be overrun. Is there nowhere we could, uh, uh, could uh, fortify and defend? In town? Yes. I'm not sure. Holbuck is, you know, it's a farming farming village. There's no there's no fortress or or city walls. Yeah, and it's on a hill, so it's not really like a great place to fortify. So, you know. Yeah, but I mean, when you're on the hill you have the high ground. It's over. That only works for Obi Wan, right? Only only for Obi Wan. <laughs> it does it does give you the, the high ground. I mean, the high ground is helpful. I'm not sure if it'll be enough. We may. Uh, I would. I would guess that if we have to flee, the be- our best chance is to head uh, northeast to Aesgarth. That it's a much longer. Can you about something. Hmm? Can you be underwhelmed? No, just yes, whelmed. You can be underwhelmed. It's whelmed. Yeah. You can be just whelmed. Glenn just happened to get stuck on the wrong part of the conversation. Uh, in any case, A.S. Garth to the northeast may be our best chance. It, that is a town that actually has uh, city walls. I mean, they may, they may be wooden palisades, but it's better than nothing. All right. Um, so as we're heading back towards town, Kor is making plans in his head. He's going to try and notify the Lightbringers and then get get back out to the state to let the Vast family know to... Uh, Batten down the hatches and get ready to flee. Okay. Seofer says she'll uh, alert the town in general. If Quentin, if you want to go and tell your mother, because you know, the two of you live on the outskirts of town. Yeah. And uh, James, if you could go to the to the uh, inn, to the tavern, and let everyone there know. Yes, yes. I will make haste. Um... Let's see here. The Tarin Feather Inn. I like the name of that. That's a fun name. All right. I mean, not for the person getting tarred and feathered, obviously, but for people just hanging out yes. at the end drinking. It's a fun name. That works. Okay. All right. Um, she has you fellows pretty much run. Um, Corey, your level of exhaustion is gone, by the way, as well, when you eat the, eat the berry. Okay. 
Um, but since you are all rushing towards town, I do need you to all make a, con a constitution check or save. I can't check. Wouldn't it be a dex check for athleticism? No, it's it's constitution because you're you're running, you're run walking for about thirty minutes to get to town. Um. <laughs> I didn't roll the three. Thank God. I got a three. Yeah. All right. Of course. Corso, uh, you get really tired. You, you gain a level of exhaustion again. Everyone else manages to, to hold it together. You're you used need to, to ride on cardio. Wait up, guys. This sword's heavy. <laughs> First time you've ever said that. Yeah. It's, it's also the weight of all that uh, responsibility, you know, on your shoulders is heavy, too. Right. Because, you know, you're responsible for making sure everybody's safe. Wait, the does not pay attention to the fact that Quentin's carrying a bunch of books with him. Right. <laughs> yeah. You hear that? It sounds like a little girl whining. It's weird. Hmm. Sounds different than it normally does. Like it's from a different voice than normal. Yeah. All right. Uh, you all make it back to town. <laughs> um, let me switch you guys to the town map here. Corso's doing his best to pretend like he's not out of breath. <laughs> this looks very red. <laughs> I'm okay, guys. I'm right, I'm right behind you. All right, here's what we're going to do. Um, going to have James, you're up here. This is the, the end is up here. Um, Core, you're going to be coming from the north because that's where town, where your, your family lives north of town. Yeah. Quentin, you're going to be over here on the eastern side because you and your mom live east of town. So uh, let's just start. We'll start east and make our way west. All right, Quentin, uh, what are you going to do when you get to your house uh, with your mom? He's going to, uh, like, Ma, where you at? She says, up here, dear. Your, mom, your mom's upstairs. She's dusting all of your father's old things in the upstairs part of the house. Okay. Um, dang it. What was I supposed to talk about? Oh, no. Um, um, something's going on. Um, oh, that's nice, dear. There's some snacks in the, in the kitchen if you're hungry. Um, I don't think we have time for snacks. Um, Gosh, what was it? Um, mm, elk. Um, no, shadow, shadows on the elk. Um, Ooh, is there oh, that's it. Did you bring, did you bring uh, some elk home? Oh, no, you don't want that elk. Um, um, there's a problem, and... Um, no, I love elk. That's fine. Stuff's coming. Um, You're doing um, what? He finally gets it out. There still. <laughs> he runs upstairs after he finally remembers. Okay. All right. Well, make me. Uh, so you're trying to get your convince your mom to do what? Hmm. Um, we gotta go to Cor's house. Um. Okay. Are they inviting us to dinner? No. Uh, it it's not safe. I mean, it's safe. It's it's, not, it's probably it's safer. Safe. It's, it's safer at Cor's house. It's not probably safe here. Um. What's not safe, dear? The elk? 
No, uh, forget the elk. Uh, that was just me talking, uh, thinking out loud. Um, uh, there's stuff coming. Uh, things. Um, there's a shadow thing, and it's uh, taking people over and uh, animals and stuff. We had to kill a shadow elk, and it almost killed us. And then um, some zombie things tried to kill us, and it um, then the lady turned to a bear. And um, anyways, we yeah. got to go to Cora's house. Just trust me on it. Let's go. You know what, dear? Let's let's do go. Let's go into town. Let's get get uh, go see the druidess. Maybe she can give you something to calm down again. Uh -huh. Remember last time she gave you something to calm down when you couldn't sleep. Uh, sure, that's fine. Yeah, let's do that. Come on, let's go. Okay. All right. So she agrees to do that. She does not pack anything. Uh, do you want to take anything that's in the house with you? As you uh, yeah, he, uh, he's taking as much of his dad's adventuring stuff that he knows it's there that he's not supposed to touch, but it's like, uh, we probably need this. Okay, she says, okay, if it'll make you be calm, that's fine. You can take that with you. All right. Um. Uh, let's see, James, you make it to the inn. Melia is wiping down all the tables. Uh, there's actually a good number of, of people in there because it's start, you know, it's dinner time or, or about to be dinner time. And she goes, right, oh, so, James. Right. Hey, Melia, hey, how, how are you doing? Look, I, I, I need to tell you something that's really important. We were with uh, Sephora in the forest. We got attacked by this elk that was completely encased with this like shadow ooze stuff and then there were skeletons that attacked us uh sephora came she rescued us she turned in this big giant hairy bear which told it no she could do that it's kind of hot but anyway that's neither <laughs> here nor there but the thing is we we have to leave and we have to go to the town east of here because it can t it can it's going to overrun the village and we're going to die we, we need to get out of here as soon as possible and this elk is going to overrun the village i think no 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 we we, elk. we we killed the elk, but no, it's these army of skeletons that are coming, like undead creatures, are coming for us. And why would they be here? Do, all those things live in the sh in the midlands in the shadows. Yes, well, the the shadow wells have been closed, but now that they're closed, it's the creatures are like moving now, and they're heading this way. Oh, really? And we've got to go. Yeah, and we got to go now. And right. you know. Who I am, you know, halfling thing here, you know, little people will stick together. So, I'm not BSing you here. This is important. We need to get out of here now. Make me a everyone persuade. in town as well. Make me a persuade check with advantage. Yes. My day has come. All right. Persuasion check. This thing keeps closing. It's so frustrating. And for advantage, let's see. Where is the... Up at the top. It should be still normal right. now, and you switch it to advantage, yeah. Right, and then you said persuasion. Mm -hmm. uh, 22. 22. Okay. Yeah, so she, uh, she gets everybody in gear. She says, everyone! And she, like, slams a mug on the table so hard that it cracks. She says, they're undead coming to the town. Go home. Prepare yourselves. Get ready to leave. We might have to abandon the village. Hurry now! People take off in every direction. Uh, Cheers. You did an amazing job. Uh, she actually even gets you to move faster. And you run upstairs to grab your own stuff. Your extra change of, of uh, clothes and your 16 pairs of underwear, which nobody knows why you need that much, but you said it was important. It is important. You always want to make sure you have clean underwear on. It's, it's, it's a thing. 16 pairs, though? That's a lot. Well, I mean, I've got one for, like, every color because, you know, I have to, like, 
make sure I look good when I'm with the ladies or the men. So you never know. Okay, gotcha. All right, Core. Um, you are very tired indeed by the time you make it home. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, yeah. but I make it to the vast estate. <laughs> but you you do make it there. Um, Vastly you, uh, tired, though. All right. Uh, as I'm running up, uh, I yell for Nodgar. I'm like, Nodgar! Nodgar! How can you yell? Wouldn't you be out of breath at this point? I mean, his name's unfortunate, but I can still say it. <laughs> Nodgar just happened to be on on the porch uh, polishing your extra belt buckles for you, and he comes running up. Uh, oh, I yes. bet he is polishing it. <laughs> yes, Master Corso. Uh, how may I help you? Uh, I tell him, I'm like, I need you to run to the Lightbringers encampment. Let them know as quickly as possible. Undead are descending on the city. They need to prepare to defend the others and then flee and cover the retreat. Oh no! This is this is awful. Take should... take the old nag if you have to. I'll leave my wife here, sir. But nag. I'll take a horse. <laughs> <laughs> I laugh and I'm like, I appreciate that. Even in the toughest times, Nodgar, you have a sense of humor. I won't tell her you said that. <laughs> oh, it's okay if you do, sir. She hates me already, and he runs off to get a horse. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, I I burst inside and I'm like, "Mother, father, grandpa, you guys got to get ready to flee. There's undead coming." It's kind of when you're going to do the John Laurie thing here like <laughs> I don't have anyone to punch. Pretty sure the three of us are the only people who know that joke still. I don't think John Laurie even remembers it. Probably not. Probably not. Yes. All right, your your uh, mother, the the Madame Kiravas, uh, comes out of the out of the uh, sitting room and says, "What are you going on about now, Corso?" She has a drink in one hand and like a, a snack of some sort in the other hand. It's not time for snacks now, and I smack the snack out of her hand, but I'm careful. I don't I don't That's touch the drink for. because no, I don't touch the drink because I know that would be over the line. <laughs> and, and she, she reaches reaches back to slap you, and she. Notices that her drink is extremely full. She doesn't want to risk spilling it, so she puts her hand down and takes a sip and says, What the hell, Corso? <laughs> <laughs> the druidess, she's she's uh, part bear, I think. Anyway, she saved my life, and there's, uh, there's shadow zombies descending on the city. Get all the family heirlooms and let's get out of here. Where's Grandpa? Did, did you drink that druid's mushroom tea again no i just chewed one of her berries ah of course she did turns on her hill and starts walking away the boy was eating druid berries there's nothing no mother i'm being serious i i grab her by her shoulders and i give her a shake i said listen to me woman was the berry furry (laughs) Her, her drink smells a little bit and she and she just like stops she stops breathing and everything and you see over her shoulder, there's like 15 of the well-to-do ladies in the neighborhood in the sitting room looking at you with wide eyes. like, And they start whispering to each other immediately. Oh, no, he didn't. I cannot I believe. Have, I have the wide-eyed stare, and I'm like, I'm not playing around. <laughs> Give me an intimidate check. <laughs> <laughs> an 18. Wow. 
Whoa! Yes! Uh, they all cringe and, and cower because they see there's elk blood on your short sword that you didn't wipe <laughs> off. <laughs> and on your face. So it was the it. elk's first time, <laughs> is what you're saying. Oh, that was. That was. Let's mute him. Gross. <laughs> mute can him. You there double, you go. Can you double mute? No, I muted. I, I actually muted him. I server muted him. All right. <laughs> 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 oh, he's he's doing hand puppets. How nice. All right. All right. And then, uh, oh yeah. So, uh, so they all they all cringe back, and your mom mom drops her drink and says, <laughs> "You're being serious." Yes, mother. There's shadow zombies, and I had to kill an elk myself. <laughs> and all, all the ladies start screaming, and she says, "Run home, ladies! Get your husbands get the hell out of here!" <laughs> and she then she uh, screams for the the maids, just get my husband, pack the jewelry, get my father from his nap. We have to get the hell out of here. And she starts. She starts just like running around, screaming like uh, with a with a a large bag that she likes to carry around town, putting her favorite bottles of brandy into it. Hurry! Take only the necessities. Where's Where's Grandpapa? He's asleep upstairs. I run upstairs to to uh, uh, find him. What's your other servant's name? Estovian. Uh, uh, Estovian's yeah. rubbing his feet so he can sleep. Ew. Yeah, still he's wearing his <laughs> gloves. <laughs> Alright, I run upstairs to find Grandpapa. Urban yeah, definitely isn't being paid enough. Yeah. In in his room you see uh you walk in, you see Estovion as usual, he's like looking away well, you know, with his eyes mostly closed while he, he rubs your grandfather's feet with his gloves on. Likely and sobbing. Gra- and your grandfather <laughs> is snoring. All right, I run in and I, I say, Estovia, there's no time for that now. There's shadow zombies descending on the state. He's, he and jumps up like, and says, he, he's actually not listening to what you say. As soon as you come in and start talking, he just starts taking, taking them off and says, of course, master, I'll help you with whatever you need. <laughs> Wait, what I look, did you say about shadows? <laughs> I, look at, I look at my grandfather and I'm like, where did you hide Kulid's uh, chain mail or his war pick? He's asleep. We need it. He's out. Oh no! Are we sure he's asleep? I mean, if he's old, you know, he's snoring. He's making snoring sounds. All right, I go over and I shake him awake. Hey, happy no, no, he might actually be faking. (laughs) Two minutes later, he finally appears to come to, and he says, "What is it, grandson? Uh, There's shadow zombies descending on the town. Where's where's great great grandfather's uh, weapons?" Um. Huh? <laughs> don't don't play dumb with me. I know you've kept them hidden all these years. Uh, all of his things are are well taken care of. Don't you worry. Grandpa needs a nap. Where did Estovian go? My feet are sore. All right. Uh, I start like pestering him to get out of bed. And head downstairs. Put your boots on, old man. Fine, I'll put on boots, but I'm not wearing pants. What's going on? It's <laughs> <laughs> a real thing, unfortunately. Yeah, he's he, he's got his night shirt on and his boots. That's all. That's as far as he's gonna or prepared to go. 
Alright, well, I send him downstairs. Maybe that's why your servant's called Knobgard, is, you know, he's looking after your grandpa. <laughs> Nodgar! <laughs> Nodgar! <laughs> Alright. Um, yeah, you finally get him downstairs. He's sitting down there. His hair, his, your grandfather has long hair. It's like, he's got a full head of white hair, but it is sticking up everywhere right now. It's just like in random odd spikes and, and jutting from different directions. Uh, and his, his paunch is sticking out in his, in his nightshirt, which makes the nightshirt not go down quite as far as he would like. <laughs> but, uh, so he's dribbling, is what you're saying. Please, please don't make me make a con save. He is. <laughs> he's not. He's not dragging, but he's hanging. <laughs> that might be a perception check, not a con check. <laughs> right. Uh, he uh, walks and says, "Cora, what is what is up, my uh, insufferable grandson? Going on about something about shadows and his great great grandfather? I didn't. Uh, he woke me up." My feet are hurting. All right. As I rush down there, I'm like, I said we need to get out of town quickly. Okay, okay, okay. Well, let's have a good dinner. We'll rest. We'll have breakfast in the morning. And we'll talk this out. There's no time for that. And uh, I try to remember a story of my great-great-grandfather when he... uh, uh, had like a successful evacuation to prepare for an assault. All right, all right. Give me some kind of a check with advantage. Wow, Maybe. that's such a dramatic story. Uh, I move intelligence or with with advantage. So yeah. the nineteen History or something. Yeah. So I remember a story about great great grandfather and how they had to flee and prepare for mm-hmm. an an assault on their city. Okay, he says, "Oh yes." Gird up your loins, and he kind of like adjusts himself. Let's get out of here, just like <laughs> our ancestors did. Gird them up, or at least cover them did up. He, did he cup the balls? Is what he did. Yeah, he kind of, you know, readjusted things to, to fit back into his his undergarments. <laughs> well, this sounds like an adventure that requires. And he looks at you, Corso, and says, "Pants. Have someone I've... fetch my pants." I was I was hoping you were gonna say chainmail, uh, but sure, pants will do. No, that would choose an awful. I need pants. Uh, I look at a stovey out, and I'm like, "Go get his pants, please." Hey, as long as I'm not sh- he's like, as long as I'm not having to rub his feet, and he runs or anything else that. for that matter. Hey, that's not the maids do that. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, All right. Uh, within short order, your mother is sent, sent for your father. Your father appears, and he says, "He's like asked for an explanation." I'm sure you give it quickly. Your father, your father is a very no nonsense fellow. Uh, Corso, he uh, immediately understands the danger. He sends to have all of all of the work, workforce head towards the the river. Gather the little them. people. Send them to the river. Yep. He has. He has them. He's like. Uh, gather all the day, Why they all the apples people? picked from the day, all, all of the cider that's ready, and, and go to the river. Start start loading the <laughs> ships. We don't want to lose all of all of this year's crop if we can help it. Uh, <clears throat> all right, and uh, he he grabs you by the, the shoulder, Corso, and says, "Corso, do you need to do any? Do you need to go back and report to the druidist? Do you need to 
help the village? Probably. I need to make sure the message was delivered to the Lightbringers as well. All right. Uh, we'll plan. We'll plan to leave by the river. Well, we had to. We'll take. We'll follow the shipment with the half folk as far as we can, and it'll be quicker to get to Asgarth that way anyway. I'll meet you there, Father. Very well. We'll wait there for you. I'll not leave without you, son. Thank you. All right. Uh, And he starts. How do you spell uh, uh, Asgarth? A Y E. S G A R T H. He's like A S Y J A R F T. So you're used to finishing Quake, is what you're saying. So. All right, got it. That's what oh. she said. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, I think that's probably a good place to stop. We'll stop there for for the session. You guys hadn't all kind of. Going to meet back in town to make sure everybody's able to uh, deal with these skeletons or evacuate and or evacuate. Does that sound good to you guys? Good. Sure. Yeah. I have to say I'm I'm impressed at, I guess, the luck of the dice or whatever it was that kept any of you from dying. Uh, yeah, that was nice. No one died. <clears throat> because pretty much any attack that let, lands a blow is going to kill one of you at this point. Yeah. Why is it that the wizard half elf has the most hit points in the group? Well, I don't know. You're, I don't know. You're how not a come. wizard, though. Well, I'm, the aspiring have the same hit points. I'm a halfling. He's Look, a human. <laughs> Corso's still waiting for puberty to kick in. That's right. And leg day. Is that, is that kind of like our imitating life for you, John? Still waiting for puberty to kick in? Yeah, I'm still waiting on puberty. I mean, I don't think they dropped yet. You know, it's possible. <laughs> oh, they they You've dropped. They, were, they, they they dropped. They were just kicked back up in there a couple times. <laughs> like I said, waiting for them to drop again. <laughs> oh, yeah, hoping for them to drop back down. Yeah, exactly. But hey, I, I know how it feels. I'm right there with you. All He's right, well, too. let's say let's say bye to Craig and 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 our our Twitch Twice. folks here, Twitch. Good night, Twitch folks.